How's it going today, guys? Once again, back here for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Uh, today, one of my buddies, Austin, will be joining me to uh, debate if Donovan Mitchell or Ben Simmons is Rookie of the Year. But before we get to that, it's the final day of the NBA regular season. And honestly, I couldn't be more happy that this miserable Hawks game or Hawks season is over. I mean, honestly, we got what we set out to accomplish. I mean, we kind of messed up winning those three games the last week, but I'll still take it. I'll still take the uh, third worst record in the league. So hopefully the lottery does us well and we can maybe get that one pick you know I wouldn't be mad the second pick really want Luka Doncic and you know I'll have some people coming on debate with me who the best rookies are in this class so there's gonna be a lot of good stuff coming up for y'all but First, let's uh, let me bring a little light for y'all in the NBA playoff uh, seating. So first off, Toronto is locked in at one in the East. Boston's locked in at two. Now the Cavs and the 76ers both play tonight. The 76ers play the Bucks, and so the 76ers beat the Bucks. They're the three seed. But if they lose and the Cavs are able to beat the Knicks tonight, then the 76ers and the Cavs will be tied, and the Cavs own the tiebreaker because they won the division. So that would put the Cavs at the four and the Sixers at the three. The Pacers are locked in at the fifth then at the sixth seed we currently have the bucks they play the 76ers tonight personally i think the sixers will win and the Heat have the tiebreaker with the Bucks. They split with the with the Wizards, and the Wizards and the Heat are both at forty three and thirty eight. The Bucks are at uh, forty four and thirty seven. So basically, the Heat win the win the three way tiebreaker out of that, and then it's between the Bucks and the Wizards, which the Bucks have have that. So the Bucks would be sitting at seven, and the Heat would be sitting at eight. Potentially Milwaukee it has a seven two matchup with Boston, which is a matchup they could win easily and get to the next round. So I mean, could see Milwaukee. Milwaukee intentionally losing this game tonight. I mean, Giannis might be resting Jabari Parker. I mean, they might play him a limited, limited amount of minutes, so we'll see what happens there. Then out west, we have Houston and Golden State locked in one and two. Then Portland and Utah are currently tied. Um, the Thunder can also get tied with them, as well as the Pelicans, the Spurs, and or just along with the Pelican and the Spurs. So that's an interesting little matchup there from three through seven. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, the Blazers went 4-0 over the... Or the Thunder win the tiebreakers. They were 4-0 over against the Blazers. They win a tiebreaker with Oklahoma City because they were 4-0 against them. They lose tiebreakers with the Jazz and the Spurs. But basically, all the Blazers need to do tonight is beat Utah, and they will be the three seed. Basically, whoever wins between Utah and Portland is automatically the three seed. Then the rest of those teams could potentially be tied. I mean, the Spurs and the Pelicans play each other, so that's going to even eat itself out. The um, Oklahoma City play plays Memphis, so that's an easy win. So it's probably going to be either Utah or Portland tied with either New Orleans, San Antonio, and Oklahoma City. And so it's going to be interesting to see what happens there. I mean, I'm really excited to watch the Portland game at 1030 on ESPN. I'm staying up to watch that whole game. You got to. It's a huge game right there. Then the Timberwolves play the Nuggets tonight for the eight seed and the Timberwolves could also potentially be tied with uh, or they will be tied with the Spurs or the Pelicans because one of those two teams has to lose tonight. So Timberwolves, 
They win tiebreakers with the Thunder, Pelicans, and Nuggets, but they lose it with the Spurs. So basically, if the Spurs lose, then they're the eight seed. But if the Spurs win and they win, then they're going to end up being the seven seed. And the Nuggets win tiebreakers with the Thunder, Pelicans. They they are uh, tied with the Spurs, so I'm not sure how that's going to even out just yet. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens. I'm really excited. I mean, this Nuggets-Timberwolves game is on at eight, and the other game is the Blazers in Utah. They come on at 1030. So, I mean, those are two great games right there to watch. You also got got in the Eastern Conference, the 76ers in the Bucks, So that'll also be a good one to watch. So lots of playoff stuff still to be determined. I'm really excited to watch these games tonight. I can't wait to see what unfolds. Now, guys, one thing that I really want to talk about is, like I said, I've got my buddy Austin here on the on the show today. Austin, say what's up to the people. What's up, y'all? I'm Austin. I'm from Macon, Georgia. I'm out here debating with my boy, Thomas. We're about to get after it. Oh, yeah. So, Austin, who you got as Rookie of the Year this year? I got Ben Simmons. I got Ben Simmons because, you know, they've only they've both about played the same amount of games. But Donovan Mitchell's played 78 games and Ben Simmons played 80. So, there, you know, there's always that debate about is Ben Simmons a rookie. He's definitely a rookie. Man, the man's only played two more games than Mitchell. So, what you think? See, bro, I just disagree with that. I don't even consider Simmons really a rookie because I just feel like he sat out a whole year and he played against NBA levels or practiced against NBA level talent and had that whole year for his body to adjust rather than Mitchell was thrown in the fire straight from college and he pretty much sat sat on the bench and played kind of bench player minutes for about a month or a half or so and then he took over starter minutes and ever since then he's been averaging over 20 a game. That's, that's, that's a very good point, but I honestly think that they're both great players, but I think that Simmons is that next Hall of Fame type figure that, you know, that comes around once in a generation. And I think he just has that little edge. You know, stats-wise, Mitchell's, he, you know, he's getting buckets. He can shoot way better than Simmons, and he's carrying the team. On, you know, Simmons got help from Embiid, but we got to look at the all-around talent that's Simmons has right now. And I think he's just a little bit better than Mitchell. Yeah, Mitchell's averaging 20 points per game. Simmons definitely has him in rebounds and assists, but I feel like Mitchell's more of a score type player, and I just feel like once they kind of promoted him to more minutes, and once they got Gobert back, they improved from a 19 and 28 record to a 47 and 33 record, and I just feel like he was the missing piece. Him and Gobert were the missing pieces to make them better. Um, he so the out of the Jazz's last seven losses, he's he shot under 40 percent six of them, and those are the only times he shot under. 40% and they lost all six of those games. They've only lost one time when he shot over 40%. And then on top of that, last night he set the record for the most threes by a rookie in a season at 100 and I think it was 67. That's that's pretty good stat right there. That's pretty crazy. But Ben Simmons, he's carrying the Sixers to a 15-game win streak where they came up and now they sit third or fourth in the East. You know, the East is, you know, it's a little weaker, but still, you know, this is his man's first year, first time playing with all his teammates. You know, I will say Embiid helps a lot because that's two perennial superstars you have on the same team. Oh, yeah. And with that being said, there's a little less pressure. But each night, he still has to go out there, get rebounds. He's getting triple-double. He's almost averaged a triple-double for the last month, maybe a couple couple assists shy. And, you know, that's 
No rookie. We never seen rookies do that. Yeah. Quite honestly, that is true. I mean, I do agree with you on that. The 15 game win streak is impressive, even though it's against they've have played the weakest competition over the last 15 games. Well, I mean, winning 15 games is 15 games, but Mitchell has th- has over three 40 point games, and him and MJ are the only. Re- he put up the most 25 and 40 point games since MJ. Oh, that's that's tough stat to be right there. That's what I'm saying. And on top of that, um, since November, he's averaged over 21 points every single month. Man, that's and he like I said, he's a great scorer. I'm not trying to take anything away from any of these guys. Honestly, I've been thinking about the co. You know that it's been a while since they've been co rookies of the year, mm-hmm. but honestly, this year is looking like this might be another year where we get a co rookie. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that Mitchell right now is more just more of the rookie of the year just because he's played, just because he's actually a rookie and Simmons sat out that year. And then on top of that, I think Simmons will end up being the better player of the two. Like once Simmons gets a jump shot, he'll be like LeBron. Everyone said once LeBron gets a jump shot, he'll be the best player in the league. LeBron got the jump shot. Now he's possibly the greatest player ever. And Simmons is the exact same way. He just needs a jump shot. He can't really shoot. His free throws are not great either. His offensive touch is whack, but once he gets it down, he'll be straight. <laughs> yeah, he's got to figure out if he wants to be left-handed or right-handed you know he's he's ambidextrous you know he's got to just make that decision and live with it but like Donovan he is a pure scorer like we haven't really seen anybody come in the league and just set it on fire as a rookie you know Mm -hmm. quite some time except these two and you know that's that's the only thing about it being co-rookie because we've never seen two guys in the same year it's been it's been like 15 years maybe yeah it's been a while since we've seen a player where we've actually seen like a tight rookie of the year race usually there's a player that stands out but this year we actually have a tight race which is different from a lot of other years yeah the tightest I can remember is like Carmelo LeBron when Carmelo led the Nuggets to the playoffs and LeBron you know LeBron is LeBron and he's doing it with the terrible Cavs yeah, no, it'll be a good race. I'm excited to see what happens. But, Austin, I appreciate having you on the show today. I love being here, man. Hey, we'll do it again soon. Good stuff. And we'll run it back. Should the Giants make moves in this draft? And I think the simple answer here is yes. So the Giants own the number two pick. And personally, I think they should trade it to the Bills for the 12 and 22 pick. I mean, the Giants are a team that has young talent like guys like Landon Collins. And they could really use a lot of these first round picks. They could potentially get four first round picks because they could also ship Odell to the Patriots, which personally I don't think will happen, but they could get the 23rd and the 31st picks. So they could have 12, 22, 23, and 31. Gives them four top 10 picks to massively rebuild. Now, Odell, I don't really think fits in on the Patriots just because the Patriots are not a fan of these big egos and big personalities, and that's what Odell is. I feel like if you don't let Odell be Odell, that he's not going to play as well and he's going to be frustrated. You have to let his big personality be his big personality. That's how Odell plays. That's what fires him up. That's what gets him going. I mean, you can tell that Odell's committed. I mean, even uh, Sherma, the new head coach, said that he loves seeing Odell out there even when he wants a new contract, just working out and doing conditioning with the team. I mean, it shows you Odell wants to be great and he wants to keep playing just because little things happen and Odell likes to talk and not doesn't mean Odell doesn't want to be out there playing so I definitely think that they should make this move possibly and get Odell I mean if it's on the table the Giants got to do it man these four first round picks could be huge then get a whole new franchise they could also trade Brandon Marshall and Eli Manning to get even more picks I mean if right now if you're a team like the Giants you just want to stockpile draft picks and four first round picks is like literally four new star players to their team and I really think 
it's a move the Giants should try to make. I mean, like I said, I don't think it, he'd work on the Patriots, but it's worth the shot. And if it's on the table, they should do it. I think, though, no matter what, they should trade this number two pick for the 12 and 22nd. I mean, they just need a lot. I don't really think picking Saquon Barkley at number two is going to fix their team as much as they could if they moved back to 12 and 22 and took more things that they need. So I definitely think the Giants should look into it, and I think it's a move they should make. Now, guys, it's time for today's lightning round. I forgot to do one yesterday, but we're back here with it today. So let's get after it. So first thing I want to touch on, Red Sox beat the Yankees 14-1 yesterday. Red Sox-Yankees, to me, is the second best rivalry, if not the best rivalry in sports. So Red Sox are 9-1 right now. They look to improve to 10-1 tonight against the Yanks. Big game. Going to be fun to watch. It's at 4-10. So definitely tune into that. A little daytime baseball for y'all. Um, Andre Ingram, he was the guy from the NBA G League. He'd played there for 10 years. Never seen NBA action. Last night he saw his first. Had 19 points. He was 4-4 four four from 3. I mean, you got to love it. The guy looks like he belonged out there. I think a team should try to sign him to a contract next year. I mean, he looked really good last night. He didn't look nervous or anything. So big shout out to Andre. I would love seeing you do that, man. That was your dream and you lived it out to the fullest. So congrats to you, man. And then last but not least, the one thing I want to talk about is every single NFL draft, there's all these high quarterback prospects and whatnot who don't pan out. And there's always a sleeper quarterback who comes out of the late rounds, whether it's Dak Prescott, whether it's Russell Wilson. I mean, there's always one like that, a quarterback who's an outlier of everything. And I think this year, could possibly be Luke Falk from Washington State. And I just think that just because Luke Fox, a guy who played four years, he's a senior, he's experienced. I mean, he did play in a pass heavy offense, but he can clearly sling the ball. He has completion percentages over 65% almost every year. He's 64.2 his freshman year. And his three years basically where he's the full game starter, where he played 12 to 13 games, he threw for over 4,000 yards, 4,500 his sophomore year, 4,400 his uh, junior year, and his senior year was 3,500. It wasn't quite quite as good, but I mean, he has a high passer rating and everything. Luke Fox, the kind of guy who can sling the ball around the field as we've seen. So I definitely think a team should give him a shot with a fourth or fifth round pick and see how he pans out. I mean, I think he could be this year's sleeper, so we'll see what happens there, but once again, thanks, Austin, for coming on today's show. I'm really excited for these NBA matchups tonight. I hope y'all are too, so tune into those, and we'll see y'all back here tomorrow. I got him on the the home of the with the Every week I change my clouds. Gotta fend this door in my house. Gotta really garage my house. Gotta wash up my wrist cause a house. My bitch can't keep in my house. Make a sleep at the hotel now. And when you talk me, you talking on cap. And your diamonds ain't looking like tap. I was always looking for the pouch. Keep an army bitch my lap.